Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Introducing Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Julia Men at the Wee Tipple, and now pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know I will. Welcome back, Ramblers, to another riveting episode. As ever and always, I'm Julia Men, and with me is the snarky, sparkling personality that is Justin Curry. And it is my very great pleasure and delight to be sitting in the kitchen of the two renowned owners, distillers of Fifth State Distillery here in Connecticut, Bridget and Rob Schulten. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having me. She just she just broke into their house early one morning. Yeah, I surprised them. I sat on the edge of their bed uh, as they slowly, blearily open their eyes and like, what the fuck is going on? Who is this crazy person? That was you. It was. (laughs) I actually have them tied up to their chairs right now. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, This is a hostage situation because I wanted to interview them so badly for this show. Yes. Um, if you guys, I, I, I heard you do everything badly. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. Not wrong. Just the the week I've had, everything's been going pretty rough. <laughs> but anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Fifth State. Yeah. And if you have been listening to any of our episodes from the first or second season, you will have heard me already rave about their various products and how delicious the drinks are and how awesome Bridget and Rob are. So we finally have them on the show. Again, welcome. We're so excited to have you here and talk all things Fifth State. Thank you so much. Yay! It, it is our life, so we we can talk a lot about it. How much time you got? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's just based on Justin, because I think he has to get to work today. All of us are just playing hooky or something. <laughs> well, there you go. Must be, must be nice. Okay, well, um, it's early for everyone, but uh, who doesn't like to kick things off with a good drink? So let's start with what's in your glass and what sours your mash. So as I really want to drink this, I'm going to start. I have your new Bee's Knees RTD. Yes, ma'am. Which I haven't tried before. Very excited. It just was released a week or two ago. Yes. It's in a fancy crystal glass. What's going on here? Oh, well, yeah. so that's oh, that, has, that yeah. has to do with me because I think glassware is very important. Yes. So yes, that was a find at an estate sale. I got two Baccarat glasses. I was so happy. Nice. Very like nice. Ten bucks. I mean, I don't know if it's the glass or just the drink itself or the whole aesthetic. This is delicious. Exactly. I am going to try so hard not to just crush this. <laughs> we we like it's... to call it summer in a bottle. So. Yeah, it tastes yeah. like it. It's very lightly sweet. Definitely not overdone. The mm-hmm. lemon comes through. The kiss of honey. Oh, this is and, perfect for and this. And highlights our passion fruit gin, which oh. uh, which plays well well with others. It's yes, one of the few gins that you can put in everything in it, anything, yeah. and it makes it taste better. It does. And this is freaking delicious and super dangerous i would crush this entire thing so fast which i shouldn't do 
because what sours my mash is I'm still dealing with allergies. Fuck allergies, they're the worst. And also moving and with all the cleaning, which God, this is gonna be the last time I bitch about moving and cleaning, but with all the cleaning I have to do today and my allergies, I'm gonna die. So at least I will have gone out on a good drink note. Bridget, This episode is sponsored by Claritin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have? I have. No. No, this is our release in early March. This was our foray into ready to drink products. So this is an espresso martini. So. Which as First someone of the morning. Yeah. I mean, you got the coffee going, you get booze, all things nice. And yes. even I who do not like coffee or coffee drinks, I had a sample of this and I was blown away that holy crap, it is like pure espresso coffee beans. It is robust. So if you like coffee, you're gonna love that. Yes. <laughs> and and we use locally um, roasted beans from Shearwater, you might know them, hmm. in uh, Fairfield and Westport. Nice. So in developing these products, we do a lot of test marketing and <laughs> we, we know we're getting close when, when we get two or three people who say, holy fucking hell, yeah. once they put it in their mouths. <laughs> yep, and you're onto something. We're close. <laughs> Does anything sour your mash today? Um, well, yes. <laughs> I have a lot of driving to do today and oh my god don't get me started about people who were distracted while driving oh you and justin couldn't oh. talk so much about this oh my god <laughs> i mean you know whether it's you know moms you know people just you know having fun and driving too slow and texting while they're driving just drives me crazy because I, I am a defensive driver, but I swear, I just, when I get on the road, I see like three or four different things that somebody's doing a little oops and they've almost sideswiped the car in front of them. It scares me to death. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have a lot of road time today. So uh, I've got to get ready, but I'm going to have lunch and not drink too much of this yeah. espresso martini. There but, you go. You know, it's not just for breakfast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's your tagline. Okay. Not just for breakfast anymore. Uh, maybe I'll have one at five o'clock too. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Rob, what the yeah. hell is in your glass, my friend? Uh, my little plastic cup here, <laughs> a, a non-crystal glass. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I kind of rotate through faves and this is where I am right now. Uh, it's our... Our gin uh, with a little bit of our new Amaro. So uh, it's got the sweetness of gin, the bitterness of Amaro. It's kind of fun because as it dilutes, uh, different layers of the Amaro show through. And mm. it's I just, it's fun. And it's fun test driving all these uh, new <laughs> products. I have to say, Fifth State has changed my mind about quite a number of drinks. Uh, your limoncello turned mm -hmm. me on to limoncello because I had always wanted to like it and for some reason never did but there's something about yours maybe it's because it's not too sweet yes and it's very well balanced it's not too bitter either it's just it strikes a good chord um and your amaro which I just tasted was blown away because I don't like bitter things but it reminded me yeah well you like me. Do I know? 
<laughs> and it reminded me of a <laughs> it reminded me of those holiday shops in the mall with like that nice candle spice potpourri vibe in a good way in a good way yes not like what the what did you say a something Yankee about your, candle way no no, no. something about oh, sock drawer oh <laughs> potpourri in your uh, undies drawer yeah uh, <laughs> Is that just me who does that? Apparently, <laughs> apparently, Rob. Anyway, um, so yeah. We need to drink. Yeah, yeah, one. we do. Cheers to that. <clears throat> Rob, what sour is your mash? Oh, God. All the uh, things. You, you name it. Um, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> he can bitch for days. The yeah, list yeah, is long. Yeah, right. where do we start? Um, I, I got out of the shower tomorrow. Uh, this tomorrow? Tomorrow. <laughs> wow, he's a time traveler, folks. I, I got out of the shower last week. And, uh, it is a once my, a week shower. Why, Excellent. Why did I find my towel next to the uh, the toilet scrubber? But, uh, you know, anyway, <laughs> I blame the dogs. Uh, uh, what do I don't? I don't like getting old. Um, that's you know, there should be a manual. You should write. You know, you should have to uh, sign off on a documentation because there's a lot, shitload of things people don't tell you about. Um, what do, else do I hate? Um, I you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up on your driving theme. I would contend where I drive, everyone is stoned. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, it is legal now. <laughs> well, yeah. it is legal. Doesn't make it right. You know, yeah. you, who's getting stoned at 730 in the morning? Oh, so many you, people. So many people. I smell mm. it on the way to work. And, you know, you go to the barista, you give him a $20 bill. He gives you a dollar in, in change, you know, for a $3 drink. And you go, what the hell? And he goes, hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you, you sit at the I sit through three lights and there's only two cars in front of you and people you know they you know you honk in the first car they wave and say sorry the light turns red and the light turns green again they're still not moving yeah and, you know so you know i went and we have we're having our place painted uh, the distillery painted and i went there and you know there's like five guys and you know they're all smoking dope and uh, you know it's eight o'clock in the morning. They're they're older than I am, <laughs> and uh, you, you know, actually they did a great job painting. So maybe maybe for painting it works. Yeah, but, yeah. But and for, maybe for old person pain. But, who knows? Yeah, could, could they're be. on to something. Could be, but <laughs> the unwritten old person manual. Yeah, which you put need it to in find. the manual. Yeah, I, I mean, whoever it would be a, a blockbuster seller if someone writes that manual. <laughs> you know, who knew hair would come out of your ears? You know. Oh. There's a lot of shit that happens. You have no idea. Gravity yeah, has a profound effect on your body. <laughs> on that note, Justin, please save us. What are you drinking? <laughs> um, I I am drinking straight from the bottle. Straight from the bottle. Uh, the fifth state orange cello. Ooh, that's nice. a good breakfast drink. It is. A little prosecco on top of that too. Oh hell yes! Uh, having experimented with cellos myself uh, a couple of years ago, my mother had a bumper crop of uh, tan tangelos, um, and I was like, "Oh hey, just just make tan tangelo." And uh, she's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I was like, "Well, you you do this, you take this, you make the sugar, you do the thing, you take the skins, you take the whole thing, um, and and you make." Um, uh, any type of, of cello. Um, I, I have to say, I really enjoy this. Um, I definitely get orange. I definitely get cello. 
I get all of the things <laughs> I'm supposed to get. It's not sickeningly sweet. Um, it's very well balanced. I can't wait to have it in a glass. Um, so I may do that when I come uh, when I come back from work later today. May throw a little in, in the glass with a with a cube of ice and then enjoy it. But uh, so nice, nicely done there. Um, I'm gonna jump on the driving bandwagon. Oh, big my surprise! <laughs> um, I had this already because I I had this happen again, and I know I've ranted about this in the past. And clearly, America is not clearly America is not listening, so they're gonna need another lecture. <clears throat> Unless you have government issued bulletproof uh, windows where you cannot see into the car. I can see into your car. <laughs> so that's how that works. Fuck off. That's that's how that works. Um, I was in the city the other day, and somebody was driving along in an Uber. They were stopped, and the passenger in the back seat wasn't paying attention. I pull up to the driver, and he is picking his nose. Hardcore, <laughs> like, like he was trying to get at something. <laughs> like, I'm. Please, America, please, world, earth, the universe, whatever, whatever, however you want to be called, please. People can see into your vehicles. There is no such thing as a cloak of invisibility. Your car is not your sanctum. It is not a fortress of solitude. It is a giant glass bubble in which people can see. I can see you two fondling each other, people in San Francisco. Stop that. Maybe they're into that, though. Like. Making other people watch them. That's weird. Like, I just, no. You're in public. I know you think you're in a car, and and therefore no one can see you. People can see you. Stop that. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, I, you don't have a cloak of invisible. Who are these people? I can see what you're watching on your phone, guy. Come oh. on. Oh, God, yeah. The things I would see on the subway in New York. Oh, yeah. Hentai <laughs> is not something you should be at a traffic stop going, hey, oh, oh, huh? Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? First of all, putting on your goddamn phone. Second of all, no. But, Commute but, time is not porn time. I, I, I can't mean, believe I have to say this, America. Commute time is not porn time. <laughs> Okay. And that is, that is our not- new slogan for this show. There it is. Time is not porn time. <laughs> there it is. All right. I that's that's what I've got. We now have a dog on the on the episode, so we're gonna talk about that for a minute. Do- doggy porn. Oh well we love doggy oh. Yes, we do, do we sweetheart? This is Ava and she is the biggest little sweetie. Yes, she is. Hi. Hi, darling. This is her national debut. Oh, yep. You're famous now. You're in a podcast. Yes, you are. Say something. This is an audio-only podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speak. <laughs> Where am I going? She's camera shy now. Yeah, well, I also haven't heard her speak, so we we like quiet dogs, so. Well, she I hear part, the other voices. Part... I just don't hear hers. Oh, <laughs> she's part coonhound, so when she does speak, it's a kind of a howl. Oh, you're yes. howling, huh? So, so. Hey, darling. Oh. Deep voice howl. She gives good kisses. She gives me all morning. 
a house is not a house without a dog or two or yeah. three. We have a hundred hundred percent. She talks <laughs> like a woman, walks like a man. Yeah, you know, that's that's our girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do women how? What? I'm confused. Where is this going? Only the expensive ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay have, yeah, have a drink. I, I think have I'm sobering up. <laughs> Can't have that. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of um, sobering up, and let's talk about your distillery. Whoa. What the heck? So, this is a relatively new distillery. So, you obviously weren't doing this for decades. What got you into this? This was a condition of my work release program from the state. Um, you know, I was way too pretty in orange. I was tired of picking up trash on the highway. So you all know, the th- cat calling, th- yeah, the hogs. Th- this opportunity came up. So what the hell? You know, might be good at it. Who, who knows? You know, even a blind squirrel gets a nut on occasion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now the real answer. Oh, the, the more real answer? Um, I, I was educated as a chemical engineer. I've been making alcohol as a, uh, as a sideline for the last 45 years. Um, when I graduated from my corporate job at General Electric as a chemical engineer, uh, where I went around the world fixing their plants, um, I was young and, and uh, this is what I always wanted to do. So my wife and I, uh, she had a pause in her job where she was a recruiter. And so we decided to start a distillery. And uh, we started with three products eight years ago and we've been adding one or two each year, um, two or three really. Uh, We now have 16 products. They're all made with locally sourced corn. it's non-GMO corn. It's uh, we're really excited about it, and uh, you know, it's it's bringing a new product on, sort of like having a child. Uh, you know, it takes a long time. You know, and you care about it for the first year, and then you don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> oh, oh, come on! You came from a large family. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I do. <laughs> yep. Oh. Except, unlike children, your children pay you money. Or at least generate uh, your. I, I do work with my son six days a week. He's thirty-one oh. years old, and slowly teaching him the craft. You know, we. Uh, hey, he survived five years. Um, he hasn't killed me, and I haven't killed him. And uh, no one's ended up in the mash tun. Well, well, that's not a hundred percent true. <laughs> that's, that's, Wait, do you want to hear a good story? Yes, of course we do. All this right. is called Swig and Ramble for a reason. Okay. Ramble okay. away. Okay. Ramble and, and ramble on. Yes, um, ramble on. This is when I was young and immature. Um, in your this, distilling days. Yeah, wait, what? In early in the distilling days. So Actually, before th- we opened. Yeah, this yeah. was before my son worked with me. So I worked there alone. Uh, I was there alone a lot. It was winter time. I was cleaning my still. And uh, so, you know, it was a nice stool leaning in, scrubbing. I mean, this is a pretty big thing. And then the stool kicked out. <gasps> So uh, there I was, stuck at my hips, two feet up in the air, dangling. I couldn't reach the bottom of the still. It was like five feet away. I was there for about 45 minutes. And, and the problem was... Head, head down. Head first still. in. The, the center of gravity was like one inch off. 
you know, if I was able to get out one inch, I could have, my legs would have taken me back over. <laughs> to but I went in and there was just nothing to push against. Struggling and struggling. 45 minutes later, I did wrangle my way out. I had a bruise all the way around my midsection. Uh, so the next day I had the fire department came in. They come in to visit. They're just down the street. You know, they love to look around. They're bored most of the time. Um, so I asked the 10 guys, I go, I told them my story of woe from the day before. And I go, what would you have done? And unfortunately, they all looked at me like I was an idiot. Um, and they said, duh, you just go into the still. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, that is how I did get out. But it took, you know, you're kind of freaked out. You're in this stainless steel coffin that jaws of life will not get you out of. And the last thing you wanted to Alone. do. Yeah. Oh, and oh, here's oh even worse. It was wintertime. I had my hoodie on. And I thought I was pretty safe because I had the, you know, the, my phone in the jacket pocket of my hoodie. Well, the hoodie, well, the phone was on the other side of my waist. Which, so I couldn't even call. I couldn't reach the phone to call out, even though it was an inch away from where I could get my hands. So it was. Uh, Can't you see the little feet? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, God, I, I wish there had been pictures. Minutes. Right. Oh, uh, the worst part was having the police departments <laughs> basically looking at me and saying, you idiot, you, you know, you couldn't figure that one out. And, and the, unfortunately, the answer was no. Not for 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, anyway. my. That's hilarious. Now it is. <laughs> Thanks we, for your sympathy, though. Anytime. <laughs> we can laugh about you. it now. <laughs> now. Obviously, people in Connecticut will probably know about your name, but for mm -hmm. those, and we have many listeners across the world and different hemispheres and countries and la-di-da, tell us about the name Fifth State, why you chose it, and also, I'm pretty sure you did a rebranding into Fifth State, so what did you used to be, and why did you change? Um, well, we started out as Asylum Distillery. We are located on Asylum Street in Bridgeport, so... You know, just trying to come up with a name, we thought Asylum Street, we would do that. Um, so our first um, products out were gin and vodka. They were under the Asylum label. Within the first year, we, we took our white whiskey and started aging it. And we put that under the brand of Fifth State. So Fifth State refers to, we were the fifth state to join the union in Connecticut. Was it this Connecticut state? was yes in 1788. I was going to so, say you look real good for that age. I know, uh, I know. I <laughs> but um, carrots. So we're very it's, proud it's, to be carrots. <laughs> Rob's born and and raised here in Connecticut. Um, I'm a Southern girl transplanted 30 years ago, but um, we're very proud of that. We use as many Connecticut local products. You know. Um, to help our community and and keep everybody thriving. I mean, farms keep the money close. Yeah, Why not? Absolutely, but drink worldwide. That's what mm. we want to do. So we rebranded um, December of 2018, right before COVID. Timing so, is everything. Hey. So, I, but that takes a year to do. You know, you have to redo labels. You know, all everything with the TTB has to be uh, everything has to be updated. So it does take a long time to get that done. We had great new labels made. So we're very 
excited about that. But then we went into lockdown and nobody really knew that we had rebranded. <laughs> or, or really who we were, but, but that's okay because we weren't really selling that much. Um, we went into the hand sanitizer business. Uh, I remember be that. Became exclusive supplier to the USPS in a couple of states and uh, bumped along bottom till it was over. And now we're just getting back into, uh, you know, last year we've been pushing hard to go back to the rest restaurants, many of which disappeared. Mm. Yeah, the retailers and uh, our insane fan base. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Large, many of which uh, are now re released and uh, hey, <laughs> out on good so, behavior. Yes. For now. <laughs> so this is our, our year of RTD. So nice. um, we jumped yeah. on the bandwagon. That's the the one of the fastest growing segments. And we were slow. Yeah. We wanted to make sure we had the right product at the right time. Yeah. And you know, having tasted the RTDs that were out on the market, we were less than impressed. Uh, there were many and few good, and we want to be amongst the uh, the few. Yeah, well, cheers to that because this is my my bee's knees. It's absolutely delicious, and I didn't have to make it myself. That's, That's the brilliance right. of RTDs, but also a good RTD because yes. I have tried so many that are not good. So yeah, I appreciate you yeah. guys taking the actual time <laughs> and caring about the quality. Yeah. Thank you. I, I hate it when you taste something and you go, "What is this?" And huh. Yeah. Huh, what was the, what's the base in here? That's interesting. What was it? <laughs> so we've talked about your RTDs. Yes. We know you do at least a gin, a vodka. You mentioned whiskey. Mm -hmm. Take us through your portfolio of what do you all produce? Do you have any particular favorites? Is there something you created that didn't do well or something that did wildly better than you ever dreamed it would? Well, should we start with the phenomenal failures sure we love a good always. failure story always always um well i came out with what i considered was a stroke of genius oh and uh, and unfortunately there weren't a lot of people who agreed with me um I thought the world needed a Swedish fish liqueur. Okay, yes, and, it does. And, and it was spot on for Swedish fish. I, I love Swedish fish. I was brought up on Swedish fish and uh, I gave it to my son who liked it. I gave it to my boss, who's my wife. Um, and she said, this is never hitting the market. <laughs> so I you know. think you should do it as nips. I think that would sell. We can be your test market because all the test marketing, awesome. it was a solid 50-50. Half the people said, if you had this available for sale right now, I would buy it. And the other people said, I hope you die a miserable death in hell. Wow. Um, but there's no accounting for taste. I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that kind of like making you know, the Easter peeps into a liqueur or something. I'm not disgusting. Yeah, wait. What? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I think that would Reverse sell. the tapes. <laughs> I mean, a little peep on your martini glass. Yeah, that would be really cool. And then Easy you could do marketing. it in different colors yeah, as different, well. But they have to be all pastels. Yeah, oh, pastel color. Yeah, you got the bright blue, <laughs> oh, the purple, purple and yellow. Yeah. Come on. And you know they're all good for you. <laughs> here's the here's the thing about Swedish fish liqueur. Um, if a craft distillery came out with a Swedish fish liqueur, I think it would be the greatest thing in the world. My issue is 
now that because people listen to this show now that it's out there diageo is going to have one next week yeah and it's going to be right next to the whipped cream flavored vodka yes um and it's going to be stacked in total wine and safeway and and specs and all of the the big chains from east to west you're going to have to buy it in order to get access to one bottle of something else yep. you know uh you know as a, as a as a as a chain so it's it's going to be a thing so i would suggest if you're only pissing off half the people to me that's go time <laughs> that's that's a solid yes I'm getting um, my fishing rod out right now. Yeah. You know, dude, I, I would get some of them fishes. Season four, we're going to sit around the uh, season four. We're going to sit around and we are going to taste some Swedish fish liqueur. I, I challenge you to that, sir. Yeah. Well, he is always up for the challenge. Let me tell you. Yeah. Draw the line in the sand. Was, and did, the, red. did this have the, did this have the color or was it clear? It had the color. Yeah. Oh my god. I, yeah. 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 It was like, it was pinkish. <clears throat> I, I I did not grow up eating Swedish fish. I've had them maybe once or twice. And so I I'm coming from it where I don't understand the craze of Swedish fish, but I love that idea and I loved how it tasted. It was so, I think Swedish fish. There. Swedish fish are the best. Yeah, clearly the best so okay, i'm so looking that, forward to tasting this season four so that was our 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 swing at the ball and the miss um <laughs> we, we've had i'm sure we've had some successes along the way right oh come on talk about wonderful water <laughs> i'm not gonna super... talk about can, can i talk about something else first sure so uh our the amaro uh-huh. That's, that's coming out. I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm a bitter old man. It's a bitter fluid. So it's delicious. Why would so. you say fluid? Fluid. Yeah. I, I know. Oh, oh. I know. Why? Does that go with old man? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like people yeah. say moist. Let your mind go wherever it may, but don't tell us about it. <laughs> oh, I can't stop it. <laughs> But you know, a that spirit, a, a spirit. spirit. Thank you. I'm spirit. not good with all this jargon. Um, so we've spent the last year developing it. Uh, I do a lot of research, which is kind of fun. Reading, AKA drinking. What's that? No, yeah. reading about what people did 200 years ago. Uh-huh. You know, the uh-huh. Amaro's are sort of like the 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 formula for Coca-Cola. No one really knows it. There's a bunch. There's two old people in Pittsburgh that know it, and that's and it. You, and you put hard drugs in it, yeah. Don't tell anyone. Okay. Um, <laughs> Secret but... safe with us and all of our listeners. <laughs> But yeah, I did a lot of research, basically how they bittered beer 200 years ago and started there and came up, you know, the goal was, the goal initially was to make a Campari. Someone had asked me to put together a Negroni. And so we already made the gin, you know, the Campari was going to be the hard part. And so, you know, the, the first goal was to make something as good as a Campari. And I think we got there. And then the next, my next goal was let's make something better than a Campari. Um, something that may not be quite as red has a lot fewer uh, carcinogens in it. In <laughs> fact, you know that's that's my big gripe about uh, Ooh, yeah. about Campari, the number three red dye that's not allowed in women's makeup because it's carcinogenic, but allowed in food products. That's well, let's ingest it instead of just putting yeah, it on our faces. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. so yeah, who would want to drink it? 
It's a good thing I don't like it anyway. That's why those red peeps are my least favorite. Oh, there are no red peeps. Okay. Yeah. No idea. So anyway, there, there's a win and a loss. Rich? Um, well, our favorite products. Uh, we're gin drinkers. Mm. We always have been. When we started dating, we were gin drinkers. That, that was... You buy the handle on a Friday. The goal was to have it gone by Sunday. And oh well, we always went to parties in people's houses too. That, it wasn't that, just the that's her well, excuse. Uh -huh. <laughs> it wasn't just us two, but yeah, it was a handle of beef eaters. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but we've always had a, had a love of gin, so we wanted to make a really good gin. So I participated in the research in that at this kitchen table where you are at, Rob would come home from the distillery and bring bottle A, B, C, and D. And then we taste through mm. those and we'd talk about it. And then the next day it'd be D, E, F, and G. And then it might be B1, B2, B3. So we did this while we were waiting for our license, which ah. was the better part of two years wow. getting our licensing. I wish I remembered that time better. It's all haze, full of gin. <laughs> but that's how we perfected it right here at this little table. Wow. I know. Um, what, if you're allowed to share, mm -hmm. what botanicals do you put into your gin? Oh, yes, we do share that. Um, juniper dominant, that's the definition of gin um cinnamon cardamom coriander angelica root and lemon which is why i love it because i love those earthier spicier vibes mm -hmm. and i fucking love your gin yeah thank you and <laughs> it's, it's just so it's, good it it's not it doesn't hit you over the head with the juniper too so yeah um even though i do enjoy a beef eaters now and then i do drink mine all the time as well <laughs> you should here's a look little known fact but you probably know it coriander seed is available in the united states it's available in europe in europe you can buy coriander leaf what's coriander leaf in america is that one parsley no it's um oh fuck i know this you can drink it cilantro cilantro oh, oh yeah ding, ding ding very I, I, good i Justin. can picture it yep well done you cilantro very good Which it's the culinary cool. education Ah. Comes it comes in handy once a week. Yeah, <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, but it's always a Tuesday morning. So we do make three other gins too. So we have one with um, Seville oranges in it. So mm. a little slightly uh, bitterness on the side of that, with what I think is a sweetness of a gin. Um, we have a Madagascar gin that is not vanilla, but it's Madagascar green peppercorn, which is awesome, which is they're very light, very mild, nothing like a, a black peppercorn. Um, and it also is combined with tangerine. So it has mm. a very nice sweet note on the front. And then our last one is our passion fruit gin, which has distilled passion fruit in it. Yes, it does. But pa passion fruit, it's it's a little deceiving in as much as passion fruit is both tangy and sweet. Sweet doesn't come over the still at all. Mm. So you can taste it more as tangy, but as soon as you put it, mix it with something, and most likely you're going to mix it with something that has 
sweetness associated with it, mm -hmm. even if it's tonic water. Um, it reconstitutes the traditional passion fruit flavor, but that's tangy and sweet. So yeah. it's it, it plays well with plays well with others. It's it's uh, really smooth. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it, that's one I definitely want to play with a bit more to try and bring out those sweeter passion fruit notes because I love passion fruit so much and like all of your other products, it's very well balanced. But in this case, I really want to be smacked in the fucking face with passion fruit. He's going to work on that, that for you. Is that a gin cellar? I think she just went into the gin cellar. Yeah, she has, yeah they have a gin cellar. Yes, but, I do. Tell, <laughs> please, please tell my wife that that's a thing. You like some gin? Yeah, of course. Ooh, yes, just please. a just a little something. We're getting a little refresh. <laughs> Why not? Why or Why gin not? not? I was gonna say. Oh, if you want. Oh. Hey, good catch, good catch. Look at this table here. I am not drunk. What? Um. So something I do want to touch on because it is so unique. I've never come across it, and it's a really cool story. When you say touch history. on that alone, gets me excited. <laughs> not going down not that going path. Down. Not going down that. Talk about your wonderful water mm. and what the hell that is and where it came from and why it's so wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, it is. It, it, it's it's one of those things that you create when you're bored. You know, you you definitely had sat around too long alone, mm. and uh, it is a 1800 recipe. Again. I, I do a lot of research. I read old mm -hmm. stuff being an old guy. Um, <laughs> and you know, when S's look like F's, that oh, to me, that's normal. Yeah. Um, so it's an 1800 recipe from Connecticut for a nutmeg liqueur. Connecticut is the nutmeg state. Um, we affectionately call it uh, Christmas in a bottle because it has all the dark spices that you associate with Christmas from nutmeg clove allspice mm. cinnamon mm. and uh ginger black pepper green pepper mint yeah there, there's, a, there's a lot going on and it's kind of fun because when you taste it the take the flavors don't blend together you can taste them in fact sequentially mm. so it's got a mm -hmm. you know the classic good taste you know you get a spike of something at the beginning which is going to be the nutmeg you get a lot in the middle and then uh, which would be the other dark spices and then it's got a, a nice caramel finish for a nice long flavor um we don't sell any of it till basically the holidays <laughs> you know because it is christmas in a bottle oh, and it's uh, so good. and it's so good with fresh apple cider oh it's really good if you love eggnog um, it's good in a drink with cranberry and seltzer in it. Yeah. It's, oh. it's a great addition isn't to, a, to a whiskey. Isn't eggnog what they serve prisoners? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're asking you. Well, no yeah, really here's all of the experience. Does, does anyone drink? Uh, <laughs> no one drinks um, I, I I drink eggnog. Uh, and I you have offended me, sir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Par for the course with this one. Pretty much. Um, I So it's funny. I... You mentioned um, uh, you mentioned nutmeg and clove and some of these spices, and it's funny, completely tangential, completely a ramble. I was watching a documentary on a flight from Lisbon to San Francisco, because um, that's what you do, and it was about um, 
as they pronounce it Magellan, but as we pronounce it Magellan. Um, and I didn't know some of some of those things that he died defending the Spice Islands, huh. where they the plan was to bring back pepper, cloves, and nutmeg. Like this was their thing. Like they went to kill people to bring back things we we literally can pick up at a at a speedway these days. Mm-hmm. Like we can pick it up at the damn you know gas station. Not that I'm buying my nutmeg at a gas station. But uh, I I recall, if I'm not mistaken, this was the this was the wonderful water, right? Yeah. Yes. Super excited to try this again. Um, I love herbal and spiced things, amaros, things with gentian, things that are like um, nochino is one of my favorite things because it's so fun. I don't know if you guys have one of those yet. I'm sure you will next week. Um, nice. Well, technically, well, yes, do the Swedish fish for sure. Wait till what is it like? I think it's like June 24th, 25th, something like that, where you have to go get the green walnuts. Like, there's a special day of the year you have to do this. Um, but anyway, I love nutty things, so bring them on, keep, keep doing them. I know our, our listeners love, love interesting things as well, so absolutely. You know, you bring up a good point about the spices because when Wonderful Water, going back to that, when it was made in 1800, we're all a little, uh, you know, we're used to going being able to go down to the supermarket and get spices from around the world. Uh, but in 1800 uh, in Connecticut, these were like unique. These were life changing. I, you know, things people had never tasted before. Well, somebody you had know. curated all of that. They had gathered and bartered and traded for other things to get those and you know then what do you do with them and then some somebody came up with this great recipe called wonderful water so we kept the name yeah we're, we're not that uh <laughs> no but creative. it's such a great name but you know when you think about what do i do with all these spices well the best way to save anything is to put it in alcohol yeah and what makes this water so wonderful is it won't kill you unless you <laughs> you know have way too much of it right yeah. moderation yeah. i guess but technically safer since it's distilled. technically yes reportedly in america america used to have ten thousand distilleries at, at one time when we we're more of an agrarian society basically every farm had a distillery why because Still. if they put the corn or grain in the silo it was either going to get uh, fungus it, yeah. it would you know rodents rodents it would Explode. rot <laughs> right but yeah. if you distilled it it was easier to carry it was easier to monetize you could trade and so there was ten thousand. You would also do that in the off season when you weren't farming, which mm-hmm. is what Daft Mill does. It's that Scottish mm-hmm. distillery, which I've always wanted to go to, um, but they're a working farm. And in their off season, they use whatever excess products they have and make them into some banging liquor. Okay. Like that's super cool. Here in Connecticut, farmers do uh, maple syrup. Oh, they yeah. lay out the miles and miles of lines during a, uh, January, February, when there ain't, when there's not shit else to do, and uh, make Connecticut's the fifth largest uh, maple syrup producer in mm. America, out of the five. 
Um, <laughs> I'm, hey. I'm, not, I'm not sure that's of note. And, and, and next to Canada, we're rounding Small error. Beans. But, 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 but we do make maple syrup. And we use it in our maple whiskey. Yes, we do. Which Just a touch. is not sickeningly sweet no, or weirdly off-putting. Yeah. Oh. It's just a touch. It's oh, okay. thank you so much. <laughs> well, oh, you're no, too kind. That's what people think. Well, that's at least that's what think. I think. Oh, and yeah. if I think yeah. it, I'm sure plenty of other people think I it know. and don't say it. I think there's, maybe a, there's a well-known brand out there making a smoked maple whiskey. It is like burnt syrup oh. in a bottle. Um, So when you say it's not sickeningly sweet i i appreciate that no, because no, no. that's 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 what it should be it shouldn't yeah. be devastatingly sweet or smoke stop smoking things that that's from a this well, is from I a southerner saying that. stop smoking things please uh, it, yeah it tastes like you licked an ashtray yeah but uh <laughs> which i love in scotch but mm. that's because they've been doing it for several hundred years yeah right but right. don't just take random shit and start smoking it like I, I've had mesquite smoked whiskeys from Arizona. I've had them all over, you know, the, the Southwest. And I, sure, go for it. But but stop smoking things. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. We, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I totally agree with that. A sweet whiskey, the first sip tastes great, and the second sip won't go down. Mm. You know, it gets stuck. Um, oh, it's I, like absinthe. <laughs> Shots of absinthe, baby, not doing that again. Yeah. Oy. yeah. But that's what I appreciate. You guys don't do sickeningly sweet. You have everything very well dialed in to what you want it to be. And maybe your style just fits my taste profile, but mm -hmm. I am so sick well, of overdone. You can always add things to your so hard to take to out. your cocktail oh, very true that would add more sweetness if that's what your taste is. You certainly can't take things out. Yep. You know, like our espresso martini. Did I? Can we show you that? That's our that's our little bottle. Um, what was I going to say about that? I have no idea. <laughs> Something about sweetness, oh, taking the, stuff out. I'll, I can. Add oh, to I that. know what it was. For it's the, it's non-dairy, oh, so there's nice. no dairy in it. You Hell can yeah. you can add your own Irish cream liqueur or half and half <clears> if you want, but you can't but take is it, it out. Is it gluten free and vegan? Yes. Yes. It's, yes, it's, it is. It's definitely, yeah. Just then you free. can go suck it, okay? Suck I mean, it. no, People I don't care about this it, shit. If it's they, vegan, they do. There's no fish in it. Products, <laughs> including animal products. Um, what's yes. interesting about this espresso martini? What is your base spirit? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. This is a rum base. Ooh. So it is not a vodka base. So it gives it a lot more complexity. Um, we, we, we do a nice blending, um, of our rums and, uh, it's just, it adds so much depth and complexity to it. And it's got a different viscosity than a vodka drink would have. Do you want to do the teaser on that one? Yes. Oh, teaser. yes. Teaser. Are, you, are you making rum? No, no, that? that's not the teaser. No, okay, sorry. <laughs> Stop, uh, jump of the gun. Yeah, yeah. What's the teaser? Uh, <laughs> um, we we um we just found out we have won a really really wonderful double gold medal 
on the espresso martini. Ah! But it's under wraps for a few weeks. That's what they tell us. That's so exciting. I know, I know. We're so, and this was a very, I mean, since it just came out like a month ago, it was the very first competition we put it in. Oh, wow. And what double gold means is that every single um, expert who was doing the tastings ranked it a gold. Yay. So for that, that fast. Cheers. We're going to drink to that. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Ding, thank you. Ding. You yes, have a plastic I, cup. It doesn't clink well. I, that's why I uh, helped it out <laughs> by mouthing it. <laughs> so, Justin, you have one on the way coming. Oh, sweet! Yeah. Um, and, and since since this episode isn't being published, uh, actually, here I'm gonna Ever. I'm gonna write it down. You just confirm. <laughs> I'm gonna. I think probably not until June. I don't. You don't read my handwriting. Yeah. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what I figured. Because I know I know all those guys and gals, and you do? Uh, they're, they're a good bunch. So awesome. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking. Support. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, your gin is also recognized in Connecticut. Tell us about that. Oh. Did yes. we fail to mention that? Oh, I think <laughs> you might have forgotten it. So the the East Coast version is the New York International Spirits Competition. Um, and for the past couple of years with a variety of our gins, because we, you know, we don't want to pick favorites in our gins. Um, we have been awarded the Connecticut Gin Distillery of the Year two years running. Yay! Well, nice. Oh, we're racking up all I the know. awards. I know. We're very, very exciting. Very excited. Very cool. Very cool. What's uh? What does the future look like for you guys? Well, I'm going. Thanks for asking. I'm going to the distillery after this, and uh, <laughs> probably work all day. Maybe you know, maybe a sandwich. That's SOS, fair. SOS, yes. Tuna for lunch, I believe. Um, Something uh, like that. Fall into the still. <laughs> yeah. Stuff for forty five minutes. It's fine. Yeah. Well, so the the one thing we don't have um, is a tasting room where you can sit down and purchase cocktails. So since just before COVID, we have been looking for space to move our distillery. We still want to stay in the area where we are, you know, in Fairfield County, maybe a bit north, maybe a bit east or west, um, because we need a place where we can have a distillery and have a tasting room. So a manufacturing plant with a front end tasting room. And that just is, is hard to, to find the right location because you, you want people to want to come and come often. So, and the second thing, you know, again, longer term is we are just in Connecticut. We probably want to go to Rhode Island. <laughs> and maybe really beyond. Out. <laughs> you know, let's go big. <laughs> you know, gotta have a dream, otherwise you'll never get there. Um, well, but, with, within the next month, yeah. we're gonna be um, you're yeah. gonna be able to order in like thirty states. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yes, yeah, thanks. And where can people go to order? Locally, locally uh, or for shipping? Currently oh, for only sh for local. We have yet. Current, in the next month, we'll have yeah, the shipping. We'll have the um, right name. But just go to our website, uh, fifthstatedistillery.com, and there's a big 
buy now button on the top right hand corner nice and it'll take you to our menu of all the products and and right now you can pick them up at the distillery um but by the time this comes out we'll be able to ship it to 27 states you say how many 30 30 okay yeah so yes please try our products and you also offer uh distillery tours correct yep we're only open one day a week because otherwise rob's busy in the still (laughs) Um, being stuck (laughs) being stuck (laughs) mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling packaging, all that kind of fun stuff five and a half days a week so we're open Saturday afternoons only tours at three o'clock we limit it to 20 people just so that everybody can have a a nice intimate experience but it's really fun you know people come in in small groups and by the end everybody's friends and trading emails and (laughs) You know, I've had a, seen a few, you know, dates start to occur yeah. <laughs> at the distillery. Yeah, but they so, never called me back. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Who> are you? <laughs> <laughs> they tried, but you couldn't reach your phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, you put up with a lot, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's a he's a he's a funny guy. <laughs> Well, uh, so we can find you at uh, com. Are you on the social medias? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Are you going to ask me the addresses? Facebook, Instagram, and what's the other one? Twitter. Thank you. It's all (laughs) all just Fifth State Distillery. Yes, it is. Spelled out. It's really easy. Yes, it is. Easy peasy. We'll link it in the show notes. Yes. It's it's all good. Thanks so much. I have yeah. to, you know, Fifth spelled out, not with a five. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Um, okay. Well, um, this was fun, guys. Thank you. There you go. For, uh, including for us in your madness. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Thanks for, for inviting us back again. We're all mad distillers here. <laughs> and mad drinkers. Yes, we are. This is delicious. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly, it's just a basic G&T, but yeah. fuck, it hits the spot. It just... <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to cheers, you. Cheers, cheers to, to past, all of us. To Justin, to you to too. All the great things. Thanks. Thank you for hosting <laughs> us. Uh, everyone, yeah, be sure to follow us on the Swiggin' Rambles. We're on the Instagram, the Twitters, I think. I don't know. Justin's in charge of the Twitters. Some, some of them, yeah, we're on some of them. I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, our Facebook page. And be sure to join us next time when we discuss those assholes who only want smoked maple. Fuck. <laughs> those people (laughs) and fuck the companies who make it.